This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Thank you guys for coming to my podcast. Um, I don't know why I started off like that. Because <laughs> that's supposed to be welcoming you to my podcast. <laughs> it is a beautiful, lovely Friday. We are in cancer season. Uh, welcome to the season of the cancer. Um, It's going to be very emotional here. Um, hope you guys are having a beautiful, lovely day. Um, with that being said, y'all know I love starting off with stories that stuck out to me. Um, there's one particular story that stuck out. I gotta find it. Um, but, uh, we gonna go ahead and start with the stories today. So I finally found that Tristan Thompson story that y'all don't want to report. Only one person report that shit because y'all want to talk about the negative and nobody wants to talk about the positive or talk about anything like that. I mean, I ain't saying he ain't an asshole. He's still an asshole. But you got to talk about both situations. You can't just sit there and talk about the parts you don't like about somebody. You got to talk about both sides. So I'm going to give him a fair game, even though I can't stand his fuck face. Um, so this is from BallerAlert.com, and it says Tristan Thompson received 52K default judgment in libel's lawsuit against paternity accuser. This was blogged by the Cabbage Patch Kid, I mean, Cabbage Patch Girl, and it said Tristan Thompson ongoing case against Kimberly Alexander, who earlier claimed that the NBA player was the father of her kids and has been awarded a default judgment. In May 2020, Thompson wrote Alexander a cease and assist letter for allegedly uttering malicious, defamatory lies and fallacious fabrications about Harper Child's maternity. Thompson launched a libel claim against Alexander later that month. Thompson was awarded a default judgment at $52,900.75. I forgot the 75 cents. The in the liable action on Tuesday, which included fifty thousand dollars in general damage and two thousand nine hundred and one dollars and ninety five cent in expenses. On July twenty sixth, the formal ruling is scheduled to be issued. According to the records, Thompson contends DNA test finding revealed he is not the father of Alexander's child. True, his three year old daughter with ex Chloe Kardashian and Prince, his four year old son with ex Jordan Craig are the two children of the Boston Celtic player. So he got out of this way. Um, but y'all know he's going to be back in news. Y'all know he already in trouble for something else. But she lied, basically. Okay. She lied. This goes to say, you don't get by by doing dirty. You don't do people like that. Um, you know that somebody's a hot commodity and being in trouble for being a hoe-ass nigga. Don't try to gain from that. That's stupid. People will always find out if you're lying or not. It's just like everybody know about the Bill Cosby situation, but nobody point out the fact that Janice Dickerson lied. And she took advantage of that whole situation. Next story. This one's by the Jasmine brand. It was written by Nick Alexander Finley, and it says to make the stallion black TikTok creators boycott thought shit to prove their content is appropriate, appropriated and hijacked. After feeling underappreciated and appropriated, many black TikTok users are refusing to create a routine for make the stallion thought shit to make a point. TikTok is a platform that centers on using utilization of the same audio to create various routines or skits. However, various black creators' routine and ideas have allegedly been appropriated by white TikTokers without credit. Additionally, we're talking about Addison Race thank face. Additionally, which by the way, she hanging out with the queens of appropriation, the Kardashians. They're sitting there laughing and giggling at each other. They're probably laughing at how stupid we are not to monetize anything we do. Back to this. Additionally, many feels as though various white creators have gone viral for routines stolen from black people on TikTok. Resultantly, is resultantly a word? 
Many black creators have decided to boycott the cre creation of a thought shit dance to prove their point. It appears though one of the first creators to call attention to the boycott was a user going by the name the Rick the Rick Louie. The Rick Louie. In a video uploaded this past Saturday, June 19th, he acted as though he was going to perform a dance for the song. However, the on-screen text soon changed to read, Sight, this app will be nothing without black people. Girl. Twitter need to start paying black people, too. Because y'all be dragging folks on there. It be black Twitter dragging folks. <laughs> y'all be dragging folks to say. Y'all don't be dragging me. Once I start to get those, don't be dragging me. <laughs> That's too much shit. But I understand what he is saying. And like I said, Addison Ray, she's one of them. She has been not notarized, I mean, by Ellen DeGeneres, um, by Jimmy Fallon. And she stole her dances from a little black girl. So um, I understand that you get tired of creating things that people steal. But once again, you got to understand when you do things on social media, you got to make sure you monetize that shit, period, Pooh. You monetize everything, including your name, okay? Get a copyright of your name. Buy your own name, honey. Okay, y'all remember when, um, and this is not a black and white situation. This is the situation with the whole T.I. thing. Sabrina, uh, Sabrina Patterson bought Shekinah's name. You can buy somebody's name. So you make sure you buy your name. You make sure you copyright everything. You make sure you own yourself. Because people can do that. So I understand. I understand the boycott. I totally understand that. Um, next story. Own yourself. That's why nobody knows my new name for my new for my podcast. This next one is from The Shade Room. It was written by Christina C. And it says, Ohio man arrested on burglary charges after allegedly paying dancers with counterfeit money at strip club. Oh, he thought he could do the Usher. <laughs> no, Usher did it because he promoted his show in Vegas, friend. You ain't Usher and those are not your bugs, friend. Okay. It says, Woo, the audacity. I shouldn't have read that. That's copyright. An Ohio man is facing burglary charges for making it rain counterfeit bills in a strip club. Police says Daryl Cowan Jr. ran away from a dancer after she made him for giving her counterfeit money at the One Place Gentleman Club, according to uh, WTRF7 News. The dancer told officers that Cowan Jr. gave her a counterfeit $100 bill and a $50 bill. When Sis got hit to the funny money, she told officers that she and other, another customer confronted Cowan Jr. And that he punched the other customers, according to the police report. <laughs> Why are you punching people? It's your fault you had fake money, not hers. <laughs> Do you even know it was fake? <laughs> What movie set you stole off of in it? Oh, wait a minute. You in Ohio. Okay, because if you in Atlanta, some people been stealing fake money from movie sets in Atlanta and they been trying to spend it. <laughs> people know the difference because it will say motion picture movie on the damn money. <laughs> Don't be stupid, y'all. Okay, these strippers know real money, okay, because they actually get real money. Don't be trying to treat these strippers. They ain't stupid. Next case, the next next case, next story is from The Shade Room. Um, and it uh, says, Britney Spears apologized to fans for pretending to be okay. Girl, we know you weren't okay after 2007, girl. The shit hit the ceiling in 2007. We know that everything was not okay. I knew everything was not okay. Um, so we all know what's up. This was written by LaJanae. And it says, just a day after Britney Spears gave a heartbreaking testimony about her conservatorship, the singer took a to Instagram and apologized to her fans. Posting a photo, Britney captioned it with, with transparency of her experience. Apologizing for, for pretending to be okay, she stated in part 
Just wanted to tell you guys a little secret. I believe as people, we all want the fairy tale life. And by the way, I've posted. She continued, I apologize for pretending like I've been okay the past two years. I did it because of my pride and I was embarrassed to share what happened to me. But honestly, who doesn't want to capture their Instagram in fun light? Um, Brittany, you have not been okay ever, okay? Never. I never thought you were okay. Um, and, and by most of the time, with most of the people who are Britney Spears fan, like if you grew up back in the day when Britney Spears first came out, which is back in 97, 98, we're all grown and we know that we don't judge you anymore for what you have been through. We understand now and it's okay. So, yeah. That's why I was telling y'all to own yourself. Britney Spears has not been able to own herself. Owning your name, owning yourself, owning everything. People can buy your name. You make sure nobody buys your name. And when they do try to buy your name, you shut them the f down. You shut them down. Own yourself. That is the biggest part of life. And the crazy part is it was her own daddy that did her like that. So, speaking of owning herself, I mean, owning themselves, we're, today we're going to talk about uh, Kim Zosiak because, you know what, I need some lightness for all the darkness that's going on. Um, It seems like there's a lot of dark things, but, you know, it's going to be very light and dark because it is, you know, it is cancer season. So it's going to be very hot and cold over here. Right, friend? So. I want to keep it light. And I want to drag Kim Zosiak to the field. Because it's fun. And it's nothing. Well, it, it's nothing personal. I don't even know the woman. Um, but I just want to drag her today. <laughs> Oh my god. I I um to vent for me. I to vent. Let me tell you, let me explain to you why I'm being a douchebag right now, okay? Let me explain to you why I'm being a douchebag. Okay, so last night friend had two events and I did not go to nail one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad. That's friend. And I love friend. I love friend ever since I was 12. So I'm mad. Because one of the events I really needed. And it was a business social networking event. But ever since that whole situation with the gas line being hacked. The gas prices have been through the roof, okay? Like last year, the gas was like $1.50, all right? I spent under $25 to put gas in my car last year. Now, this year, you go get gas, it's about $35, $40 because somebody had the gas line. So to get an Uber to Atlanta, it's $45. I'm only 30 minutes away from Atlanta. I can't imagine if I live in a bigger state. And so I had to be a responsible adult and sacrifice this event. I knew the event was coming up, but I wanted to be part of friend's birthday weekend. This is why I didn't go clubbing in my 20s. <laughs> Now, I'll be straight up honest with you. I wish I knew about Riot Share and knew about like uh, Postmates and Lyft and Uber because those are my main incomes. Those are the, the jobs that I've been able to get. And I do appreciate them because you can use your own schedule and you can do what you want to do with your own schedule. And I have to say, I have to respect the fact 
that I wish I did them earlier on. Because I thought they were picky about what kind of car you had. And I hadn't had an up-to-date car until I was like 28 or 29. Was it 28 or 29? 28. So um, I really do appreciate those companies. But it costs an arm and a leg to use them because the people have to use their gas to get to where they need to go. Um, And after that pipeline hacking, the gas prices have went back to $2 and probably in some places, three and four. So I would decide to be a responsible adult and sacrifice this weekend to go to friend parties uh, or an event for business networking, which I really need because y'all know I'm also a certified nail technician. So I'm in my feelings today. So I'm going to take it out on Kim Zosiak. Sorry. So here we go. We're going to talk shit about her. Because she has a draggable face. Um, so this article is written by People Magazine. And I hope they don't start charging me once I start trying to read. <laughs> they got a whole bunch of articles right here about her. Um, they got all these articles on her. So they do have one I want to specifically talk about. All right. You know, this is fake ass Friday and we talk about the fake ass reality that they're trying to sell you on these reality TV shows. And everybody is slowly starting to see that the whole Simon Grabadia situation, that nigga might not even be worth $40 million. What I'm getting and what I'm catching with him, he ain't worth $40 million. Because why you need to be on reality TV if you're worth $40 million? They don't even pay you enough to be on reality TV if you have $40 million. I'm just saying. But sometimes say your worth is $40 million. Part of it could be the fact that you own a, a million dollar house. You have million dollars in assets. But that don't mean that's what's in your bank account. So y'all need to understand when y'all realize what people network is, does not mean that's how much they have in the bank account. Y'all need to differentiate that. Okay. This article was written um, by Dory Jackson and Jody Galini on May 7th, 2021. And it says, don't be tardy. Ending after eight seasons, but Kim Zosiak Beerman promised he would return very soon. Honey, your life is boring. It was interesting when you got into it with Sheree and them, but let's be straight up honest with you. I hit a little microaggression with them uh, when they were arguing. Like, Sheree sat up there and lied and said she didn't try to pull your wig off. Girl, you tried to pull her wig off. You know she did that to you. You used a black woman card. But, um, your show was boring as hell. Y'all are rich hillbillies. Anyway, let's start this circle. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. The Bravo star starred in five seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta before her family spinoff premiere in 2012. I did not know she was on The Real Housewives of Atlanta for five seasons. One had one of them that she spent pregnant and she didn't want to be bothered with nobody or whatever. I mean, I, I understand she didn't want her blood pressure to go up because them women make your blood pressure go up, honey. They don't care if you lose the baby or not. Anyway, it's Kim Zosia Beerman, long-running reality show series. Don't be tardy. It's coming to an end. Bravo confirmed on Friday that the show will not continue beyond season eight, which aired in late 2020. The series for which Zosiac Bierman, 42, served as one of the executive producers alongside husband Corey Bierman, following the couple's daily life with their six children. It said kids, but I want to say children. Um, we have enjoyed watching the incredible journey of Kim, Croy, and their entire family who grew up right before our eyes, a spokesperson for Bravo told people in a statement. We are so thankful to have the opportunity to share their life and all the touching moments with our audience while Don't Be Tardy will not be returning for another season. 
The Beermans will always be part of the Bravo family, and we look forward to seeing what's next. Said Zosiak and Beerman, 35, in their own statement, the Beerman family is extremely grateful for their 13-year-plus relationship with Bravo and NBC Universal. We greatly appreciate and value the support from all of our fans, and we continue to grow in the entertainment industry. Nene, see, this is how you exit, because if you want to do any other idea with any creative brand, um, instead of dragging them, this is how you do it. And I love Nene, but the way she went about it with suing the networks and all that, you know, you don't want to burn bridges with these big networks because you might have an idea you want to put out there. So this, they did this the proper way. I'm going to continue. In times of significant growth, there are steps they have to be strategically taken, but rest assured you will see the Beerman family on your TV screens again very soon, they tease. No, we're not. Um, grab yourself a glass of wine and stay tuned. I will grab myself a glass of wine, uh, but y'all ain't coming back to TV. The show premiered on Bravo in 2012. Initially titled Don't Be Tardy for the, for the Wedding, it documented the pair as they prepared to tie the knot in 2011. Ahead, the season eight premiere last October, Zosiak Bierman opened up about how much she enjoyed working on the spinoff. My kids do have days where they will be are irritated about something. Cash in particular would say, I don't want to film today. And I'm like, okay, don't. She told Entertainment Tonight at the time, but our crew is our family. They've been a part of our love family all these years. It's the best job in the entire world. She added, and I never wanted to give that up. I can't see myself doing anything else. Girl, I see what you're saying. I'm over here trying to sell my own reality TV show. Let me continue. <laughs> Don't Be Tardy came along after Zosiac Beerman ended her five-season run on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Since then, she has to return to Housewives franchise as a friend of the cast in nine, season 9 and 10. Speaking to people in 2019, the star opened up about her experience returning to her Real Housewives roots. I went back last year and it wasn't what I thought, she said at the time. I just figured it would be a lot more fun and it would be good to have some girls time because I'm with the family all the time. But it was none of those things, so I learned my lessons. Needless to say, she must prefer working on Tardy, Tardy, Don't Be Tardy alongside her family. I love filming with my family. It's like the best job in worldwide, she said. Um, TMZ was first to report the cancellation. Now, let's talk about the history of Miss Zosiak. Girl... Did Candy ever receive residuals for using the title of that show? Because she did write the song. But it seemed like Candy looked like when people do it to her, but she do it to other people. Let's talk about this. Um, I didn't know they still had a show. But I'm going to drag this whole situation because I find it funny that Kim Zosia got her own show, but everybody else were only able to receive a special. Um, and you know, this goes back to what Needy was saying how some people get a spinoff and their show is boring as hell. Um, I watched the first season of the show, the first two seasons, and to me, girl, she was still living in this fantasy that she was already in, um, Oh, if you don't know who Kim Zosiak was, let's start all the way back to when she started Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay? Kim Zosiak was a sugar baby, okay, with a bad wig, which I don't understand why you're wearing a bad wig when you're real hair. You have a full head of real hair. Now, the story behind her wearing a wig was that they thought she had cancer and she had some other autoimmune disorder or something like that. 
and now her hair has grown back and her health is best. Um, and she has taken her wig off and shown her real hair. So the whole wig thing within itself is irritating. But when she first started the Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was on there as friends with Kim. Kim was on there and was friends as Nene. Her Nene had friendships, which Nene turned on her. Um, that was kind of a weird thing. I don't know what was going on. There was a lot of microaggression between those two. Yes, I said microaggression. There was a lot of microaggressions between the two. Um, you know, they had words back to back. There was even an allegation that Kim Zosiak was racist. I don't think she's racist. I think she don't like poor people. It's the same thing with Bush. I don't think Bush is racist. I just don't think he likes poor people. You can dislike poor people. And Kim Zosiak doesn't. Um, we I saw that when she went to Candy's house, which was in her can Candy's house is in Cascade. Um, and Cascade is not known to be a friendly area in Atlanta. And Kim Zosiak was like, well, I came over here and I, I had to lock my door and make sure nothing bad happened to us. She's like, and I asked Sweetie what this area was about. No, she, she just don't like poor people, poor areas, poor nothing. But everybody has had a humble beginning. And Kim Zosiak have seemed to forgot that. Um, but she was a sugar baby to a Sony record executive. And she called him Big Papa. <laughs> And I will be doing a series one day explaining to you a situation that had to do with a man named Papa, Papi, Papito, um, Zaddy, Daddy, Big Pimp King. Okay. Uh, uh, I've had, uh, I wouldn't say I had bad experience with somebody who referred to them themselves as Poppy or Papa, but. You know, just watch out for a guy that named himself and, and be, let's be honest with you. Sometimes those guys don't even name themselves. People name them because they zaddy. So his name was Big Papa. He was a married music executive in downtown Atlanta because Sony used to have an office in Atlanta before everything went digital. And everybody found out who Big Papa was because this fool had the nerve to go on MTV Cribs with his beautiful wife and his beautiful children. Everybody put two and two together, find out this was Kim Zosiak, Pimp Daddy Sugar Kane. All right. One season, they were going to get married. Then one season, they did not. Then the next season, she decided to be a lesbian. I don't know what is up with the Real Housewives being lesbians. I don't know what's... Or being bisexual. Let's just say bisexual for safety reasons. I don't know what's up with even loving hip-hop people being bisexual. It seemed like everybody on the show, if you want to stay on there and have longevity on the show, you have to, for some reason, go on there and say you're bisexual. Erica Mena has done it. Um... Not too much on her because I love her, but Monique has done it. Um, Kim Zosiak, Danielle Staub, they all had the trope of I hate men, I'm now a lesbian. With Danielle Staub, I wouldn't be surprised if she did turn lesbian because her little situation with men is just really messed up. Like, I mean, she even got married again and the whole situation with him was weird. She just might as well just go to girls. I mean, you know, women would treat you better, Danielle. Women have treated you better. I mean, they, even though you deserve to get your block knocked off, but that's a whole nother person to go in on a whole nother time. But she got a storyline and started messing with a songwriter. Wasn't she messing with a songwriter? Or was it Kim Zosiak that was messing with? Was it was it Kim Zosiak or Daniel Staub? Both of them was messing with somebody in the entertainment industry that was a lesbian. Okay. Then she met Big Booty Croy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, she met Big Booty Croy at Atlanta's Dancing with the Stars. Uh, uh, Sheree was the one. He was Sheree's partner in Dancing with the Stars. No, he wasn't Sheree's partner. Uh, he was a contestant of Atlanta's Dancing with the Stars. And she saw Big Booty Croy booty moving. And she felt some way about his booty meat. And she over there and she got them digits. Wanted to be with him. Found out he was Atlanta Falcon. And she wanted a piece of that. So she, um, you know, she got with him and then found out he was Atlanta Falcon. Was uh, icing on the cake, even though, you know, Let's just say this. In a normal people way, Croy did make good money, but he didn't make Kim Zosiak money. Because uh, because Kim Zosiak wants to be buried in Dior. Okay? She wants to be in Christian Dior in her casket. And that's expensive. Okay? So, her and Croy fell in love, got together, got married, had this beautiful wedding. A lot of people didn't like her wedding dress, but I liked it. I don't know why I liked that dress. Cause I guess because it was over the top, because I'm over the top. I liked her wedding dress. They they got married on 11-11-11. Ooh, angel numbers. And they did a whole series on Don't Be Tardy for the Wedding series. And we found out that Kim and her mama don't care for each other. Which I did not know that. She wouldn't let her mom use the bathroom in the house. Her mom wanted to use the bathroom in the house. She didn't want to use the porta potties, even though they were luxurious porta potties. Okay. So, but Kim got pregnant first. Did she get pregnant first or did she get married first? I don't remember. Let me continue. So they got married, had this big gaudy wedding. They have kids. She ended up having four kids with Croy. Two of them, uh, one of them, two of them came out together. They were twins. Okay, so she had the two boys first separately, and then she had the last two together. Okay. She had all these cheering. Uh, which there was question about what her age was because she said she was in her 30s and uh, Nene said she wasn't. But, you know, they said she's 42. She just had all her kids um, before 42. So I'm just going to say she was in her 30s and she wasn't lying because um, she popped them out like Pez dispensers. She already had two older kids. From a previous relationship. But she don't really talk about them. So that's kind of a suspicious situation right there. You know. Yeah. Um. So she gets with Croy. And we find out. Everybody find out that Croy is a bench warmer. Mm-hmm. Croy is a bench warmer. And... Uh, he wasn't a legit Falcons player. Um, matter of fact, the Falcons went to the Super Bowl with him. Stupid ass is lost. But the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Did they went to the Super Bowl with him? No, they didn't go to the Super Bowl with him. He didn't go to the Super Bowl. My bad. I'm sorry, Corey. It was somebody else that went to the Super Bowl. But he did, but he, I think they got rid of him before the Super Bowl. 
So he got dropped by the Falcons, but he was a bench warmer anyway. Uh, cause you know, his booty is, is very useful to warm the benches. And, um, he's in Atlanta with a big, huge butt. And I got a whole nother conspiracy about that. He do have a real booty. That's his booty girl. He didn't buy the booty. That was his booty. And that's what attracted Kim was his big old butt. Kim, your butt, your husband has a huge butt. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Croy seems to be, I'm going to say this. He seems to me to be a good guy. Okay. I'm going to just call it spade a spade. He just seems to be a nice, decent young man who had very humble beginnings. And then he gets pushed in a spotlight with his wife. But a lot of times, opposites attract. He's a Virgo. She's a Taurus. So they're perfect for each other because they both are signs. Um, so I can't really say that it's a bad situation going on over there. But they love each other. You know, they're together. They have kids. They've been married now for going on 10 years in November. So they have a little thing going on. But they were together. She, um, But it's been a, a situation with her where she has falsified things and made it seem like she was more than what she was. Can we talk about that? Y'all want to hear it? Um, here it goes. It all starts with the fact that she was messing with a married man. Let's be straight up honest. You are a mother of two growing daughters and you were messing with a married man. Um, he lost it all in the end because they ended up closing the Sony office in downtown Atlanta. They ended up closing a whole lot of offices because Def Jam South was here too. The reason I know this is because I wanted to be a songwriter in the early, uh, in 2009 and all those record labels that were downtown Atlanta are not there no more. Mm-hmm. Because everything went digital. There are a lot of branches of record labels that have fallen, and we can talk about that. I just got to find my music industry book, but I will I will tell you about it. But I'm pretty sure there's more branches of record labels that will be falling soon because this digital age have put a monkey wrench in whatever the hell they were doing over there, them labels. You don't need an office no more. Mm-hmm. So... The big issue everybody has with Kim Zosiak is, like, she's a high-class country bumpkin, okay? And like I said, she don't like poor people, which I don't understand because if you hear the way she talk, she does not have elegant speech. Um, She is clearly country- she from the South, okay? She a hometown, rusted, dusted, late Lanier boat riding girl, okay? Um, And people don't like her because she tried to portray herself as this Christian, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton wearing uh, Versace on the floor having girl. Um... And she, she became problematic because she wanted people to believe that she was hot shit. But everybody wants to know what she did for a living and what she certified in. Because like I said, I'm a nail technician. She's a certified CNA nurse. Okay. She showed the documents, but certified nurses don't get paid that much. For her to have that lifestyle, okay? Yes, they're the only ones that were working during this pandemic. And yes, they're the only ones that was making money. And people tell you to go to school to be a nurse. People have told me to do that. And I have thought about that. But I forgot I don't like gore. So if you want me to lose weight, give me a nurse job. Anyway, um... But people, it was always in question what she, how she was making her money. Because she was in this nice, beautiful townhouse. 
I'm still trying to find that townhouse because I want that townhouse for myself, girl. She had this nice, beautiful townhouse and you're a certified nursing assistant. Nursing assistants don't make money like that. So I'm guessing she had the townhouse because this is where Big Papa was putting her in. And um, he would buy her stuff. She would also roll around in Bentleys. She was drinking wine in a Bentley. I will never forget that. That was so bougie ghetto. She had a wine glass in a Bentley. I don't know what kind of wine they have, so I brought my own wine glass. Girl. We're trying too hard. Um... I'm trying to keep my composure and talk about Kim Zosiak. And like I said, I wanted to talk about something that was lighthearted. And that wasn't really uh, negative. But I can't continue this podcast and pretend like I didn't see what I just saw. Alright, so it's breaking news. Derek Chauvin um, is sentenced to 22.5 years in prison, but will only serve 15 for the murder of George Floyd. Then I say, if he served less than 30 years, I'm going to be batshit mad. <sighs> okay. Kim, you lucked up today because I can't drag you. Um, <laughs> Don't you get life and sentence for murdering someone? Or that's only when you murder a certain group of people. Really? He's only serving 15 years in prison. He's not even getting life in prison. He's not even getting the death penalty. This man got choked in front of millions of people on the internet. Got you. Um, I'm not going to say too much on this. <laughs> I thought, I thought you got the life sentence for murder, especially for a hate crime, but you know, it is what it is. Back to me dragging Kim Zodiac because I just don't want to. It's Friday and we should be relaxing and we should be chilling this weekend. And I just, I can't. Okay, back to hillbillies trying to be rich. All right, so, you know, people, you know, really didn't care for Kim Zosiak because of the fact that she portrayed herself as, you know, rich and heiressy-like and, and everything. But two and two never added up to four with her. It just never added up with her. Um, and it's, it's like that with a lot of the housewives on the shows. Nothing they say uh, adds up. You know, it's the same thing. I got to do Danielle Stobbs because one and two didn't put together no three with her. It's just nothing adds up with these housewives. And the reason I'm doing this whole housewives thing, this whole fake ass Friday thing, is because they 
portray one thing and they their actions, their lingo, how they are says another. Now, I can't really go in on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because all them chicks are known for having money. Okay. They have money. They have money. But for some reason, other franchises want to pretend like they have something. And this goes back to what Danielle Staub was saying, which is funny. It's a pot calling a kettle black. You can't talk shit about Teresa if you're doing the same thing. When she said that Teresa was filming... Teresa was filming um, and she really lived somewhere else and they had this big old mansion and pretended like it was hers. So the show is fraud central. But the thing is, is the producers of the shows know they. They know these people are not really living the lives they say they're living. I tell you this, you know, people may make fun of me standing in front of the yard waiting for my food. But at least my Uber driver or my DoorDash driver know where it's at because I'm standing outside. I don't understand people who order food and don't stand out because it's obvious you cannot see one of the numbers is missing on our mailbox for the address. Make this person job easier. Okay, and the reason I stand out there because I know how it is to drive for Uber Eats, for Postmates, for DoorDash, and you don't know where the person stay at unless somebody walks out the door. This is ridiculous. I stand out there because I know what it is to do that. You know, y'all just gonna get me on a rant today, today, all right? Y'all gonna really tell me how I feel in a minute. Y'all really make me feel it. <laughs> I'm gonna really, girl, mm. I know I'm PMSing. I know I'm PMSing. I know I am. That's why everything's getting on my damn nerves right now. Do I give a fuck anybody hear me? No. But yeah, but that's the problem with Bravo. And that's what she was saying with Bravo. People are faking their lives, acting like they are one thing and they're another. And this was going on way before social media became something big. And now it's a thing. It's a way of life to pretend one thing when it's another thing. This is a real issue, y'all. This is a real problem. And people issue has always been that with Kim Zosiak. When, you know, the numbers don't add up, things don't seem straight. Why the camera guy all of a sudden, you know, shut the camera off? What's going on? But she wants y'all to believe that she's a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world. That concludes my little rant and my little interruptions about the breaking news about what's going on and my little rant about things that irritate the fuck out of me. Everything is irritating the hell out of me, all right? I'm a Virgo and I'm PMSing. I don't like people today. <laughs> I, I ain't feeling you right now. Well, I'll be all right next week. No, it's going to be worse next week. I'm going to slap the shot at everybody. Ha, ha, ha.
don't want to slap shot everybody. With that being said, um, I hope you guys are having a lovely day, regardless of the news that we all have received of the negligence of, once again, the justice system not doing its job. Um, An individual was murdered. And, um, I mean, you know, we really want to go there. Y'all know I can go conspiracy theory-wise with this, but we all know, you know, this whole situation is weird anyway. There was too too much symbolism that was going on um, during the murder of George Floyd. Um, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, I'm highly disappointed once again. Um, it was proven to be a hate crime this time. Um, but once again, he's only getting 15 years in prison. Um, and, you know, low-key, to be honest with you, you know, he might get Shawshanked out just because they probably gave him a whopper before he went to jail. Just like they did get the guy who murdered all those people in that church. Y'all gotta keep marching. Y'all gotta keep standing. Y'all gotta keep this from happening again. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> and I try not to go on a racial rant. I really do. I really do. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed my podcast with all the ranting I'm doing and everything that's irritating me. One of the things that's also irritating me right now is Bego. And I will be talking about Bego on my podcast. I don't give a flying fuck. But let me get my money first and then we can talk about it. Thank you guys for listening to my Mind Emporium. This is Lady Tiffany Ma. Y'all have a lovely weekend. Um, we know next weekend gonna be lit because it's 4th of July weekend. So get your bikinis out. Wear your red, white, and blue. All right. Some of y'all Negroes want to pretend like Juneteenth that happened. Y'all going to be wearing the red, white, and blue next weekend, boy. Enjoy them reds, boy. I'm like so outie. I'm like totally outie. And when I do get outie, I might come back. Because there's some stories I want to talk about that I have popping up. So, yeah. There's some stories I missed last week. Yeah. Because I really want y'all to hear these stories. I have the Doug Dynasty and John K plus eight on deck. I can't squeeze them in and nothing else because I have series I want to do. And I'm getting those all together. I decided I'm going to do my series on cults um, during Scorpio season. I'm not jabbing at y'all Scorpios, but, you know, Scorpio season seemed to be creepy and dark. So I decided to go creepy and dark. Uh, We're going to go creepy and dark anyway when October gets here. Um, so, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. And please excuse all my rants. I'm already irritated right now. Everything is just irritating me, all right? Everything is irritating me. I'm PMSing. I'll be okay. Bye.